Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to ESPN AM 1520. I had the pleasure of being with Charles P. Joyce, National Republican Committeeman, at the National Convention in Cleveland, Ohio. And he did a great interview with students from Franklin Pierce University in New Hampshire with the Boston Herald. And I said to Charlie, I'd like to put you on my radio show again. And here he is. To tell you a little bit about the National Republican Committeeman, there's a National Republican Committee man and woman from each state, and he's the man from New York State. He is with Eastern Service LLC of Wellsville, Otis Eastern. He is the president, founded in 1936, one of the nation's leading constructors of high-pressure pipelines to transport oil, natural gas, and petroleum products from producers to the market. In 72, following his graduation from Cornell University with a Bachelor of Arts in Government, Charlie Joyce worked with Joyce Leonard Canada Limited managing construction projects in Western Canada and Australia. In 77, he became president of Joyce Western Corporation and managed that company's construction activities throughout the U.S. and Canada. A great entrepreneur, Charles P. Joyce of Wellsville, probably the most prominent person in Wellsville, New York, on the Rusk Report today. He gives a lot to charity, educational institutions, hospitals. Let's first learn about Otis Eastern Service. What is that all about, Charles Joyce? Uh, well, first of all, thank you, Brian. Uh, and to be the most prominent citizen in Wellsville, uh, it's not a very lofty title. It's Wellsville's not very big. Yeah, but, but you you are the main man. <laughs> well, Otis Eastern Service was founded in, in, in 1936 as the Eastern Division of Otis Engineering from Dallas, Texas, and primarily they were involved in the in the production that the wellhead production of oil and natural gas in in, the, in our region here, north the northern part of Pennsylvania, on down through into the, into West Virginia, and they were actually a manufacturing company that built blow-off preventers to go on on, on wellheads as as the wells were brought into production. So Otis Engineering ultimately uh, uh, went on to become what is now Halliburton, and Otis Eastern evolved into a company that did well servicing and then built uh, small gathering systems for people who, who drilled wells. And, and actually, my father worked for Otis Eastern in the year that I was born, mm-hmm. 1950. And so that... He, Subsequently, uh, uh, my father and my uncle went into the pipeline business. That was the Joyce Western Company that you mentioned earlier, and they worked together until the uh, early 80s when my father and I uh, went off and went back and and purchased Otis Eastern and turned its focus to the construction of basically large-diameter transmission pipelines to uh, move product from from 
production to, as you said, to the market. Now, is Otis Eastern Service LLC a privately owned company or is it a public company? It's a privately owned company. Uh, up until two years ago, it was it was owned by by my father and then myself, and uh, and after uh, we took in a partner in, in early 2014, and and uh, subsequently we, we still operate privately. Two owners, myself and uh, and Argonaut Investment from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Hmm. Okay, and um, let's talk a little bit about what you're involved with, uh, high-pressure pipelines to transport oil. Uh, let's uh, learn about how these work and, and what you are involved with, with uh, constructing these, how they're utilized. Uh, please educate us about that. Well, basically, uh, these pipelines operate from, from, from the the source of, of gas, uh, uh, either uh, <clears throat> say you may develop uh, natural gas in the Gulf of Mexico, it's piped on shore, and then they go into transmission uh, systems, which bring it from, in that case, from the Gulf of Mexico all the way up into into New England on on, on pipeline systems. There, the Marcellus shale production, where there's a lot of production in in Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Ohio. Uh, there are transmission systems that will bring that product, again, to markets. It could either take it back to the south, over to the mid-Atlantic states, or on up into New England. Basically, it transports the energy from where it's drilled to where it can be used for home, for industry, and, and, and for power generation. So these are these are basically like your interstate highways. The transmission pipelines are the large diameter, long haul pipelines uh, compared to the small distribution pipelines that that actually pipe the gas to your house. Now we've learned so much about fracking, and New York State prohibits this. But when I've been through Pennsylvania, when I was looking a few years ago at colleges uh, for our son Michael. We saw booming little cities around Bucknell and Franklin and Marshall and um, many colleges, and these little towns are bustling with truck activity, restaurant usage, hotel usage. It seems like fracking is a goldmine to these uh, cities in Pennsylvania where New York is not seeing it. Um, Let's talk about fracking. You for it, you against it, and why? Well, actually, uh, fracking has been done successfully for 90 years. That that almost every well is is fracked. We do we drill small, shallow oil and gas wells here in, in Allegheny and Steuben counties, at Chautauqua, Cattaraugus, and we frack all of those wells. But, but we do it with uh, smaller volumes and without chemicals. We strictly just force water and sand down into a hole. So fracking is an old, old term, and there are thousands and thousands of wells that, that have been drilled and successfully fracked without any damage. The, the hydrofracking, which is controversial, involves much greater volumes of water and then some limited amount of chemicals, but the actual fracturing takes place Eight to ten thousand feet below the earth, and under big rock layers. So the technology has evolved so greatly over the past four or five years that I have total confidence in in, in fracking. And and the the major 
hurdle or the major uh, obstacle as far as people are concerned is that there may be damage to to the water sources drilling through these things but but again i believe and i know that technology is so solid now that there's very little chance of contamination and new york's opposition to the to the technique is is, is strictly based on, on on our leadership's intent to to uh, stop the development of fossil fuels so i think it's just a, it's a political uh, uh incentive for Governor Cuomo's people to prevent this uh, development, and, and certainly with New York State is losing out. They're most well, definitely losing out. Well, let's talk about that. I think you have a, a good uh, lobbying group with the oil and natural gas industry, uh, with the booming economy in states neighboring New York with the fracking. Isn't it inevitable with the Marcellus Shale that we're going to have it in New York State too? I don't think so because there isn't a process that, that lets science actually prevail. It, it's it's solely that. well. Again, I, I I can't say never because there could possibly be a, a governmental change. But all of these rulings come from the top. They they aren't a, they aren't a matter of a scientific process where the where the uh, technique has been fairly reviewed and then rejected. Because obviously, ten miles from where I sit in Allegheny County, over in Potter County, Pennsylvania, they're they're drilling and fracking today. So you can't tell me that that uh, the geography and the, and the geology changes in 10 miles. It's If it's safe over there, it's it's safe here. So it, the chances are with with the uh, with the hold that 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 Governor Cuomo has over the the DEC who would issue permitting and 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 authority to build these uh to go ahead and drill these wells it's not going to happen while while we still have that kind of governmental system here as i said i've been in pennsylvania and i couldn't believe the economic benefits to these little towns and cities because of uh the fracking so we have a man of a great vision and courage and business acumen with us today on the rusk report on espn am 1520 a national leader and he is involved as a constructor of high pressure pipelines to transport oil natural gas and petroleum products from producers to the market charles p joyce national republican committee man for new york if you're listening in Buffalo or Montreal or Washington, D.C., to our 50,000 watts of clear channel power. As we have received letters as far away as Scandinavia, New Zealand, please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. I'd like to thank those who have called regarding our recent guest, Dennis Elsenbeck with National Grid, Cheryl Bird of Damon College, and John Kotsimatides, who owns the Quick Fill gas station chain. Coming up, we'll have David Lipinoga talking about anti-alcohol programs, Bob Stahl, the president of MIT Club in West New York, and Harry Wilson, potential candidate for the governorship of New York State. A little bit more information about Charles P. Joyce, president of Otis Eastern Service, LLC, of Wellsville, New York. Charlie Joyce joined his father, Charles H. Joyce, at 
Otis Eastern Service LLC in 83 as vice president and became president in 95. The company has experienced steady growth and is recognized as the leading Northeast-based pipeline contractor specializing in projects with tough environmental and logistical challenges. Our guest today, Charles P. Joyce. Let's talk about some of the other petroleum products that you work with from producers to the market. What are those? Well, that, that some of the other uh, products are, are manufactured products that are that are that are uh, made by by taking components out of natural gas production, like ethane and propane. So we build pipeline systems after after the natural gas after the gas is processed and the liquids are taken out, then we build pipeline systems to carry them to chemical plants, to uh, plastics manufacturers and, and, and other manufacturing techniques all over the country. So given the, uh, the huge spike in natural gas production, there's also been a, a big spike in, in the, the natural gas liquids production and the need for transportation. So that, that's giving a real leg up for manufacturers for refiners to have a, a big supply of this product moving across the country now. So we're quite busy in the, in the liquid side of it, too. Now, I see that you are active with construction activities uh, throughout the U.S. and Canada. Now, were those involving um, gas and oil, or what else were you involved with construction in the U.S. and Canada? Mostly, mostly gas and oil. We have built some pipelines uh, to, to to carry other things. One of the one of the, we've, we we actually constructed a couple projects early on for the New York State DEC to build snow lines, uh, snow making lines up and down that some of the ski area mountains, and, and uh, those were interesting projects where we laid the air and water pipelines. But but for most of it, the, the biggest share have been natural gas lines. And, uh, and again, the, the occasional crude line or, or refined uh, petroleum products like gasoline, diesel fuel, kerosene, and then once again the uh, the natural gas liquids such as propane and uh, and ethane. Now we've seen a lot of controversy in the last five years with the uh, national pipeline uh, going from Canada to the Gulf of Mexico, and the Obama administration. Uh, keeps delaying the approval, saying we they have to look into environmental matters more and more. Uh, let's talk about this pipeline. Is it safe, and why do we see these delays, which could perhaps bring 100,000 new jobs to the middle portion of the United States of America? Well, the the, the, the one pipeline that's, that, that, that most people hear about is called the Keystone Pipeline, and, and it's... It, uh, it's been planned to, in order to haul the heavy crude from Western Canada down to to refineries in Texas and Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and the the problem with that pipeline has been that that uh, uh, people do not want to see that heavy crude moving. It's it, it's the technique, the technology is safe, the pipeline would be safe, 
but there's a big lobby against uh, moving the Canadian crude, and then uh, it's it's really impacted our relationship with with our neighbor Canada because their their economy is struggling big time. They have all these resources, and they're unable to move them to some place where they can sell them. So, so I can also tell you that that while there's been a battle about the Keystone Pipeline, and it's and it's highly controversial. There have been thousands of miles of pipeline built in other parts of the country while while people focused on that. It's almost a Trojan horse type thing where where they can uh, the opposition can use that as as a symbol of of stopping the energy production movement, but at the same time uh, uh, pipelines are being built every place, and there are a lot more planned because the resources right now aren't where they can be used. You've seen it up. There's another big project now called the Dakota Access Pipeline, and it's being stopped by Native Americans. But, but the uh, courts ruled last week that they could go ahead with construction, and then put, uh, President Obama uh, put another hold on it just uh, with an executive order last week. So you're seeing a lot of opposition to the big, long haul pipelines, but frankly, that they replace thousands and thousands of trucks. They're underground. They're 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 constructed to a high standard, and I believe, and I, and I know that they're safe because I've worked on them my entire career and understand how, how, how much engineering, how much thought, and how much planning goes into the building of these things. Let's talk about the international significance of the Keystone Pipeline, and I'm talking about a lesser dependence on Middle Eastern oil, um, which could save money and save lives, uh, dealing with some of these very controversial and unethical uh, countries in the Middle East, uh, especially with all the problems with terrorism, wouldn't energy independence be furthered with the Keystone Pipeline? Charlie Joyce. It would help. It, it would help. We're, we're at the point now where with the, with the new resources that we've discovered down in Texas with the Marcellus, with the Utica Shale, which is in Ohio, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and on into New York, we we are close to being energy independent right now, and we are close to being a, a, an exporter. So there are two things will happen there. One, it'll, it'll certainly help the economy. As we export this product instead of buying it from Middle East, obviously that's going to turn the dollars back into the U.S. The other part of it is you're very correct on the political side of it. We are no longer going to be dependent on the volatile uh, Middle East countries and the South American countries that have been supplying the, the majority of our of our oil. We we are we are almost past that now. If we can get the government to buy in with a with a real energy policy that allows us to go ahead and develop this, then then we are actually there. And and I heard just recently I was at a uh, uh, at, at, a, at a dinner, and the, the two speakers were Henry Kissinger mm-hmm. and Ru, Rupert Murdoch, and both of them said that the biggest thing that, that has happened in, in the world over the past 10 years to, to impact both politics and economy is the success of, of fracking. And, oh, and these are two of the brightest men in the world, uh, Rupert I, Murdoch and uh, Dr. Kissinger. I've been honored. I represented Ambassador Earl Mack at a program in New York City um, uh, with Dr. Kissinger there uh, with the uh, Holy See uh, honoring um, different people. And he's a brilliant, uh, gifted man of vision and intelligence. So I, 
Yeah, they're, they're, both of those guys are, are are big thinkers. They're 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 world renowned thinkers, and and they understand it. And if they can say, if they can point to something like that and say that that's a major, the biggest development and in, in in industry in in the world over the past ten years, I thought that's that would make your ears perk up. And yeah, absolutely. I, I, I believe it. I believe it. we we are positioned where we never could have hoped to be or never thought we would be certainly certainly 10 years ago 15 years ago 20 years ago we were going spiraling deeper and deeper into into debt internationally uh because of this uh, energy imbalance but we've corrected that now now we need to set our sights on other things we're learning a great deal from charles p joyce the national republican committeeman for the state of new york he is also president of Otis Eastern Service, LLC, of Wellsville, New York. He's a man who gives back to his community uh, greatly for education and health care. Charles P. Joyce, our guest on the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520. If you're listening in Cheektowaga, New York, Montreal, or northern Florida, drop us a note. We'd like to hear from you. Please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio. 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. We always greet cards and letters from our Canadian and European listeners. Charles Joyce participates in many industry and labor groups. He is a director and past president of the Pipeline Contractors Association, a national group of contractors and suppliers. Charlie Joyce has been a member of that group's labor committee since 81 and has chaired the committee since 95. He is chairman of the International Union of Operating Engineers Pipeline Training Fund. Our guest today on the Rusk Report on ESPN Radio, Charles P. Joyce, President of Otis Eastern Service LLC of Wellsville, New York. Now, how many people work for your uh, company, and what's your forecast for the future? We have uh, we're seasonal because we're a construction company, so we have about 150 full-time employees, and and as many as 1,500 seasonal construction employees. So, so somewhere in the area of 16 to 1,700 people every year. In, in in a normal year, and we we have uh, a backlog of work for the next couple years, as, as long as permits are received by the, by the owning companies to build pipelines to move product from where where it's now stranded. There there are literally thousands of wells that have been drilled in Pennsylvania that are shut in right now because there aren't any pipelines to to take that. Uh, natural gas away and the same thing follows happens down in west virginia and ohio and then out in the uh out in the, the eagle ford and not in other places in texas so that the the infrastructure is is well behind the production and once we get those things in balance and then you'll see long-term stability on pricing and then i, I believe that you'll see the uptick, uptick in uh in construction of things like power plants and, and, and manufacturing picking up because then we'll have it where where it's needed. So I, I feel good about our particular industry. It's a little out of balance with, with, with what people perceive about in energy as being down because the prices are down. But we've also just in the last uh, few weeks seen the uh, the price of natural gas creep up a little bit, uh, much lower than what it used to be. And the, and the same with oil, and I, I think they're going to be stable for 
for years and years to come, which which should be a good thing for anything, anyone planning on building something or involved with transportation, all those other things. Let's talk Charles Joyce is uh, president of Otis Eastern Service LLC of Wellsville, New York. What tough environmental uh, challenges do you have in your business, Charles Joyce? Well, the, the, the myriad of agencies that are involved in the construction of one of these projects uh, and, and, and working your way through the, uh, the permitting process for each of those, for, for every job that we have that runs between states is, 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 overlooked, is looked over by the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission for, and then, then you need permits from all the state agencies in New York State, for example, the DEC and the PUC. The Army Corps of Engineers is involved. Uh, Federal Water, Water Quality, uh, FIMSA. There, there, there are at least a dozen agencies that every project that that is approved has to go through to to be able to to have a permit. And, and the process is tedious at best, and and very very slow, but 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 also very thorough. So when we build these things, they're built to the highest standards environmentally. The the devices that we use, the the the, uh, the techniques that we use across streams and wetlands, and the restoration work that we that we do are are all top flight. We're we're the most highly regulated construction industry in the world, and. We don't balk at that. We don't. We don't step back from that responsibility. But we we we're criticized for people that don't understand uh, how much how much actually goes into these product projects. We have a minute left on the Rusk Report on ESPN AM fifteen twenty. I know you're the National Republican Committee man for New York State. How do you think the chances are for Donald Trump to be elected president of the United States? You know, I, I, I feel much better about it than I did 30 days ago, and 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 I've just spent two days in New York uh, uh, with with a lot of our leaders, and especially uh, Speaker Paul Ryan, and I got to see him for quite a while. I think mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of enthusiasm out there now about this, and and uh, and, and and although there are you know, wide variances in opinion on on Donald Trump. He is staying the course, and, and I believe that his message has been on point for the last month, so I feel good about it. I think we've stepped up in, the, in a, lot of the, uh, a lot of the really uh, tight states, and, and we're, we're making progress every day, and, and, and I believe we've got the best candidates out there top to bottom. So I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. And how do you enjoy being the National Republican Committee man for the state of New York? I like it a lot. It's it's grassroots, as you mentioned earlier in the in the interview. Uh, uh, we have uh, two two representatives plus our state chairman, who's Ed Cox. My my uh, uh, co-committee person is is Jennifer Saul Rich from 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 Manhattan, and and to meet the other people throughout the country and and see the grassroots attention that's paid to. The people that uh, love the Republican Party in our country is 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 really heartening. It's 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 a much uh, much different thing than than some of the donor groups and and, and the other things that I've been involved in. It's 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 really quite amazing. It's a real political process, and there's certainly a wide variance of of opinion from on everything from candidates to platforms. And and I like the debate and and the the actual democratic process that. that that comes out of it. Very good. I'm sorry we have to bring the Rusk Report to a close. 
We thank very much for joining us and teaching us so much about the pipeline industry with oil, natural gas, and petroleum products. The president of Otis Eastern LLC of Wellsville, New York, Charles P. Joyce. Special thanks to Kevin Carr, director of production. Thank you for enlightening us, Charlie Joyce. Have a great week. Thank you, Brian. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.